The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP tipster. Hey, before we get started, did you know that WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia? From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever IDP Pro Players Pod Awards episode. I am joined with the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster himself, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary! Drumroll, please! And uh, we're off. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. This is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's been a weird season, but I'm glad to be here talking about fantasy football for 2023. Absolutely, man. So before we get into our awards here, we obviously both want to say that uh, we're glad today's news was good for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Glad he's doing better. That was not the greatest way to finish out the season, but he's doing much better. So we can roll on with the show here. So uh, we've got a bunch of really good awards categories, all IDP players, good, bad, the ugly rookies, non rookies, the whole nine yards. So uh, you want to get into it? Yeah, I just want to say real quick, uh, I mean, with the Hamlin thing, they are bombarding his foundation for the kids, and that's great. That's great. Kind of think about some of these other things. If you want to do something because you haven't experienced a real live situation and it happened to go left like it did, unfortunately, there are all kinds of other foundations out there that you could support just to help out. Google a few names, Hayden Hurst comes to to, to mm. fact, or right. I mean, the IDP guys, autism, there, there are a few different ones that you could participate in if you really feel like you should. Yeah, that's a great point, man. We all, you know, everyone came together and really, like you said, went, went crazy with his foundation and millions of dollars in just a couple of days. And that's awesome. That's really good stuff. I just wish this would happen more often that, you know, we would help out more often. So that's, that's a good message. I like that. And it's one of these things with these leagues. I mean, we were all in fantasy leagues and John, you were in the middle of one of them that uh, I'm trying to take care of right now. There are some hard decisions made by the fantasy football leagues when something like this comes up, which is unprecedented. Yeah. It never has happened before. So, I mean, you really got to look back, sit back, take it for a grain of salt, be thankful and pray for the person that this is all about, really. So we move on and the odds are it'll never happen again. Yeah, definitely. All right, get well soon, Damar Hamlin. All right, we're going to launch into it here. We're going to start with our best, best value, and best rookie. Those are our first three awards. So best is just going to be the best IDP asset that me or Gary thinks for the season at linebacker, defensive line, and defensive back. Let's start with linebacker. Gary, who's your best linebacker this year? I'm going to go with Roquan Smith for the simple fact that uh, the first half of the year compared to Oakaloon, which is 
like the darling of all fantasy football leagues right now. Again, this year, uh, apologies, Mr. Olakun, because you've done a great job. But that transition, you know, we thought that he might fall off, that he could. And then he had Devin Lloyd. But at the same time, you got the Roquan Smith situation where he was up there and recording two to one solo to assist or tackles just right underneath Oakaloon's almost three to one tech ratio. And I think that at the same time, we got to give respect to Smith because he was in the middle of a transition. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There really wasn't a fall off except for, you know, a little bit when he went to the Ravens, but he came back strong. That's a great pick. I'm going to go with, uh, like you said, Foye Aluakon, uh, two years in a row, essentially, of being LB1 overall with 171 combined tackles this year with one week left to play. That's incredible. That's uh, I, I I looked at this for an article a couple of years back, and it's only happened in the last 25 years like three times. It was Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, and one other guy have gone back-to-back as LB1, so I'm going Foye. Where do you think that these guys are going to be dynasty-wise? What's it going to be in the 2023 and beyond for me anyway linebackers replaceable so i i mean i don't really care but uh alucon will be lb1 probably and roquan lb2 what do you think well when it comes to okaloon i mean realistically he's got one year left on his contract in jacksonville but he made a statement this year with less than five percent of a missed tackle rate and you're talking about what 191 total tackles so he missed what nine it's ridiculous, but either way, I have no problem looking at him as a LB1 heading into next year, and I think that we could actually see dynasty-wise, after what they went through with Muma and Lloyd this year, I think they give him an extension. Definitely possible. Let's uh, let's head to our next one here, because we got quite a few. We're going to look at defensive line, best this year. Uh, I went with Max Crosby. I believe that's who you went with as well why'd you pick max crosby mother how can you argue that i mean the guy's <laughs> a great story right on top of that and yep. garrett miles garrett actually had a good year too yeah but yet we had crosby out produce him yeah and and you know bosa is gonna probably end up with the most sacks but it's the 84 combined tackles plus the 11 and a half sacks with one week left for crosby that's that's huge that's so many tackles that's crazy yep. And it's not an outside linebacker. I mean, that's the difference between him or say somebody like Watt is the outside linebacker can get so many more opportunities for combined tackles. So right. when you get a defensive end, which is where Miles Garrett also excels in getting combined tackles to support his sacks, then you're talking about Max Crosby now. Yep, great pick. We're on the same page with that one. Uh, defensive back, who's your best defensive back this year for IDP? Man, I'm going to swallow my pride and go with Julian Love. I mean, I really didn't think this guy would be able to fulfill that whole prophecy of coming in for uh, Logan Ryan. Uh, not really because Logan Ryan was any better than Julian Love, which on film or even PFF, Julian Love is way better. And I did not realize he seems like he's been around in the league for so long, but yet he's only been around in the league for four years. He's only like 24, something like that. So, you know, just rolling with that, I love the position. He is a free agent this year. I do expect him to resign him. If not, 
then I mean the guy has got to be on speed dial is not Xavier McKinney because we found out this year that is no different than when Japero Peppers worked the position. So we are going to go with the free safety and Julian Love is my guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, what I love about him, that's funny, um, is he's in a lot of places. You can play him as a corner. So this this guy is like, according, you know, depending on scoring, safety. Oh, my one God, or, that's an ultimate cheat code. Right. He's safety one or two on the season. You can plug him in as a corner. That's incredible. That's that's really good. Um, my, my pick, though, was Jalen Petrie, and you'll hear that name a lot, just because he's working on about 140 tackles with one week left. That's just crazy. That's, that's right. insane. And we're, we're going to talk about that guy for the rest of the show. So Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get yeah. to him. Yeah, he's not done yet. Uh, all right, let's move on to best value. So who is your best value linebacker this year? Well, I'm cheating again, man. I'm looking at who you have coming up, and I'm going to go just slightly off to the left and go with Alex Anzalone of Detroit Lions. I mean, you can't beat it. This guy has just consistently gave LB1 numbers the entire season. So be it. It might not be upper tier one all the time, but consistency matters. And this guy came back this year after last year being laughed at and only doing so much. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, we didn't have to pay much at all for Anzalone and he, he's had, you he know, was, great, he, was, he yeah. was undrafted. That's the only reason he made that small margin, at least in the leagues that I I'm in over the guy that you're getting ready to mention. Yeah. And it's kind of the same deal here. Drew, Drew Tranquil, uh, not, maybe not undrafted, but super late pick this year. Uh, a lot of guys didn't think he'd have a huge season cause Kenneth Murray had some hype, but uh, 140 combined tackles on the year with one week to play. It, you definitely got your money's worth with uh, drew tranquil. Oh, you gotta love him, man. I mean, it's just realistically, it's just a, a grind out type player, you know, and there's not a lot of guys that we can do anymore that you can just set and forget, but that is what Tranquil and Anzalone became this year. Yep. Great picks there. Let's uh, let's look at defensive line. Who is your best defensive lineman for value this year? It's got to be Deron Payne of uh, the Washington Redskins. I'm just kind of surprised that I'm even going there myself. John, how about you? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, DL is combo, right? It's DT and DE, so typically it would be a DE, but you're right. Uh, Payne has enough sack upside and the tackle floor that it's a great pick. I'm, I'm with you. I got no argument there. You got to roll with it. The dude has 11 and a half sacks. I mean, for a defensive tackle, that's, it doesn't happen with some of the best, and I'm talking about some of the best in the NFL. As the situation in this category, I'm going with pain. Yep, that's a great pick. Uh, I went with Josh Sweat. Uh, not as many tackles as Payne, uh, but 11 sacks for a guy that you know, was not drafted highly in IDP leagues at all, just because, you know, I, I know I was afraid of the, the rotation in Philly and a lot of other people were. So he kind of fell under the radar and had a great season. Yep. Can't beat that. All right. Uh, defensive back, best value at defensive back this year. Who you got? I want to go with John Johnson. And it's just his, another one of those cases where he made a nice bounce back this year. He was going undrafted in a, a lot of leagues, especially standard leagues. He wasn't even close. Right. And yet, you know, he ended up in the top 
32 in most leagues in defensive back scoring. You know, and that means a lot when you're really going through the process. So I'm going with uh, Cleveland Browns, John Johnson. Nice comeback. Oh, that's a great pick. Yep. And we've talked about him before. He used to be incredible on the Rams, and he definitely made a comeback this year for sure. I'm going to go with Rayshon Jenkins because, you know, not drafted in many places, uh, 109 combined tackles on the year, including a playoff performance where he had like a 40 point game that won a lot of people their weeks. So uh, Rayshon for me. Yeah. All right. Best of Gary's favorite topic here. Rookies. Best rookie linebacker. Who you got? Got to be Kawhi Walker. I don't know, man. I mean, for a first-round selection that didn't get that much love during the ADP's uh, period of last offseason, I mean, gee whiz, this guy just stepped in, took over, and he is just one hell of a dynasty option. Yeah, I'm with you. I get That's my pick, too, Kawhi Walker. And uh, I, I didn't see it coming. You know, the the uh, the freaking Packers have not had a second uh, inside linebacker of any value in, you know, in a long time until this year. And uh, 112 combined tackles later. Good God, they do now. <laughs> yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, we realistically were sitting here wondering if there was even going to be a real role for this guy. Right. Not only did he create a role, during the time that Campbell was there, but he also created a role that produced IDP points for us. Yeah, both real football and IDP. He excelled this year. That that was excellent stuff. Uh, let's look at defensive line. Best defensive line rookie. It's uh, it's probably one of two guys. Uh, who are you taking? I don't know how we don't go Hutchison. So, yep. I mean, realistically, it was kind of a... I can't say it was a down class for the rookies, but what I can say might have been an overhyped class for the rookies. What do you think? Oh, I'm with you there. At the end of the year, there were very few that actually helped us a ton each week, to be honest with you. And I'm going to agree and say Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau makes a strong case, but his problem is he didn't actually start producing until the last like month or two of the season where Hutchinson did it all year. 48 combined tackles, seven and a half sacks, three interceptions. I'm going Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, realistically, there are a lot of other options like Sam Williams, possibly, John Johnson, Trevon Walker. But, I mean, we're going to have to wait on these guys. So we're making this call off the first year. So I want to lead into this next one and ask you about your next call for defensive back. Oh, yeah. So so once again, I'm going to go Petrie. Uh, just insane amount of tackles. 140 tackles at safety is just wild. And, uh, you know, he did most of it in the playoffs, too. 47 of those 139 oh, yeah. were in the playoffs. That's crazy. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to argue the fact that possibly Brisker should have the same respect, except he got injured right i mean at the beginning of last season we were both talking about which one which rookie would you look at the most when it comes to safety none of us went for nick cross none of us went for some of the others me and you straight went with brisker and petrie the only difference was is one got hurt yeah, I'm with you. Brisker would have had probably close to similar numbers if he didn't have that that was like a multi-week concussion that knocked him out yeah and Petrie had an advantage because he didn't play half the year 
with upper yep. guys like Roquan Smith at the time, you know, I mean, he was learning on the fly and I really do believe that half the reason or part of the reason they felt like they could get rid of Brisker or get rid of Roquan Smith and let him fly is for the simple fact that Brisker showed up so yep. early. No, I'm with you. I, I think they, they know they have something there and they felt a little better about it. Yeah. Yep, not knocking on Petrie because he's got one hell of a future, especially IDP wise. When you look at that whole IDP line in front of them, and same thing with Chicago. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games is happening right now. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening as well at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Let's pick it back up with some more awards here. We're going to go with the worst the worst at each position and you know, however you came up with this, that's, that's your reasoning. And I'm sure we'll talk about that worst linebacker who you got for worst linebacker this year. I'm going with Shaquille Leonard, man. I mean, <laughs> realistically, you know, and that sucks because when it comes to IDP pro players logo, you're going to see JJ Watt and you're going to see Shaquille Leonard. And I, I just, uh, I'm going to have to rethink that logo. Yeah, I hear you, man. No argument here. Uh, this is a guy that people paid a king's ransom for and got like half a game out of this year. Right, yeah. It's arguably J.J. Watt. I have to agree. Because overall, I would think in balanced formats, the consensus would be that he went first overall. That's my pick. Yeah, uh, T.J. Watt, because I, I routinely, year after year, in startups and redrafts, super flex full idp like big ass leagues with you know experts quote unquote see tj watt taken in the second and third round when you should be taking running backs wide receivers and quarterbacks people are taking tj watt because they think he's some kind of cheat code well if he doesn't play how's he going to score you points right these people played right. paid for 11 games of nothing this year right which is way beyond me talking about Shaquille Leonard just being one of the top two picks in IDP. John is talking about Watt being the top two or three pick in overall. Right, right, overall. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which is big difference. Huge, huge difference. difference. 
Yeah, yeah. So Leonard's, yeah, typically the first linebacker taken, you know, in round five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to lead into this next one, John. So yep. who do you have for your worst DL? I'm going to go with Joey Bosa. Very similar situation here. So he was drafted as a top, I don't know, uh, seven, eight defensive end. Yeah. And you got 13 games of nothing this year. One and a half sacks total on the entire year. And this is becoming a trend. He just cannot stay healthy. So I'm out. I'm out on Joey Bosa. And this is exactly one of those reasons that I keep wanting to come up with one of those base articles to explain why you would avoid somebody like Joey Boza. I mean, yep. in year in, year out, stud or not, when it really comes down to the draft stock or the ADP, it's just really not worth it. And I'm going to lead right into Chandler Jones. I mean, I'm not really sure what the expectations really should have been, but I know that there were a lot of people that just loved Jones going in, playing across from Crosby, but there's a weak side, a strong side. There's a couple of different situations and it wasn't a sure bet. And I think that he's my worst DE considering he got to play the whole year, but didn't even turn it on until towards the end and then landed on IR. Yep. I hear you. I'm with you on that. Cause he did. You're right. He didn't do anything for, I don't know, 12, 13, like 13 weeks in a row. And then he had two good weeks and then landed on IR. <laughs> That's almost worse than not having Joey Boza in a way. Yeah. You've got a player. He's sitting there still occupying your time on your roster, and yet you can't play him. Yeah, I hear you, man. That's a good pick. I like that. How about defensive back? Who are you going with worst defensive back this year? Oh, we're just going to blow over this and call it Jamal Adams. <laughs> right? I mean, shoot. I'm with you. And uh, I think I have him somewhere else as the worst, but yeah, I'm with you on that because every year he's talked about as a top three safety and every year he plays a game or two, you know, hurts his pinky or something and is gone the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, it's tradition it, at this point. Horrible. Horrible. Yep. I'm done. I'm done with him and Joey Boza. I mean, completely. I'm not even taking late flyers on him anymore. It just seems like <laughs> I just want to, I just, I'll, I'll shoot for that fourth Wide receiver. I don't give a shit. Ooh, I like that. I like yep. that. I'm yep. with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a slightly different angle on this. I agree. Jamal Adams is the consensus pick, but I'm also going to say Jonathan Abram because he started the year as a top 10 safety. You know, he still gave you something. 55 combined tackles on the year on three different teams because he's been cut two or three different times. And, you know, this went from a starting strong safety, reliable guy, you know, five to 10 tackles a week to a guy that doesn't even play unless Ryan Neal is injured at this current moment in time. That's crazy. Completely crap. And it, out of nowhere, nobody had any insight to this. I didn't hear any rumors. I didn't hear any reports. There weren't anything leading out of anything uh, uh, in the offseason to think that this would even happen. And out of the blue, he sucked. Yep. Wow. After a DB1 season last year, if I remember right, it was even yep. an upper DB1. Yep. Total surprise. That and Blake Martinez were the two big surprises this year, I think. Yep. All right. So that's our worst. But now we're going to talk about the worst team for each position. Which team gave us fits this year at each position? Let's start with linebacker. What's your worst team for IDP linebackers this year? 
I'm going to go with the Raiders. I mean, it just knowing the situation, I could have went cross division and went with the Chargers, but that changed this year. So I'm going to stick inside there with the Raiders and go through this whole shenanigans with uh, Diablo, Perriman, Brown, uh, Masterson, Masterson. Yeah. Harvey Lange. I mean, Harvey Lange this last week, Gary. What the hell is that, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's anything to uh look into the future about, that's for sure. I, but it but it's it just backs up your your point, right? It's yeah, just it's more just shit. It's more shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a, and, and it's leading right up to where you're going. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great pick. Uh I'm with you on the Raiders. I'm going to go Browns cuz it was this, the same thing, right? It was just week after week of us not being able to nail down even who the hell was going to get the snaps, never mind the production. But we we couldn't figure out who the hell was actually going to play linebacker for them the entire year. And, and it's and, not the first time with the no, Browns. No, it, it's not. this has been a situation for a few years. I mean, at least Raiders came up with something last year with Perriman and we had promise of Diablo, but JOK really came out flat this year. And then you're looking at who Walker, which we can't even remember anymore. Yeah. And, and he's then, a free agent. Right, so then talkie talkie shows, man, it's a complete mess. Yeah, and then Fields and Deion oh, Jones and it, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yep. All right, defensive line. Who is your worst team for defensive line this year? Oh, it's got to be the Chicago Bears. I mean, I had a lot of personal high hopes for Dominique Robinson. I believe it is Trevor Gibson. You know, there there there's a few guys and completely just shit. It doesn't matter what the matchup is on paper. They don't produce. None of the high-profile guys coming into the season even showed up, even came close to showing up. And then when you do get experience with uh, a little bit of Robinson out of the blue, there's nothing to follow it up with. So, and then, you know, Robert Quinn, I don't know, folks. Mm, That's got to be a joke, right? Yep. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing you could use from the Bears this year, just like on the Texans, where we got a taste with Jerry Hughes for the first month or so of the season. And then it was almost worse because he did so well the first month and then disappeared completely. And people kept playing him, thinking it was going to change. It didn't. Yep. Yep. And that's the worst kind of one to flop for you is the one like you're you're talking about. You know, you start depending on it because you get that three week rule. So once you get that, and you start depending on it, and you got the perfect matchup, you put the motherfucker in, and what happened? <laughs> he, he screws you. <laughs> over and over again. Because then yeah. you keep thinking, well, maybe later on, but guess what? Yeah, He only For- hits when you aren't playing him. Yeah, that's true. I We think we got some good picks there. What about the uh, defensive back? Well, when it comes to team defensive backs, it has to be Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, other than Snead, you have two worthless safeties, and I'm not sure when it comes to cornerbacks, but considering that I really give a shit about the safety position, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs because Reed or Thomason hasn't done shit all season. And when you look at their average fantasy points, they're both below par. Yep. That's true. Yes, Snead was really it. Beyond that, it was disappointing. Yeah. Yep. 
That's a good pick. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is a little weird because they did have guys that produced, but once again, like the Browns and the Raiders, the trouble was trying to nail down who the hell it was going to be because everyone was injured and it was rotating every week and it was just a giant mess. So uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Let's pick it up with uh, fantasy playoffs MVPs, starting with linebacker. Who you got? I mean, you got to go with Oakland, right? Yep. I mean, he's just—he's just a beast. He's attacking. You know, the guy's got less than a five percent missed tackle rate. I think I might have mentioned that earlier. I'm just impressed when you have to make that many tackles. When you're talking about going from 191 last year total tackles with a 5.4 percent missed tackle rate to this year with 171 at a totally different team after the situation changed during the season. Oh my God. What else would you want? Yep. No argument here. That is my pick as well. So in playoffs last month, 14 combined tackles, 14 combined tackles, six, but that six came with two pass defenses and two forced fumbles. And then nine with a whole bunch of other stuff too. He showed up. And I'm going to interrupt you. Why aren't we going to talk about that uh, New England Patriots dude? Oh, Marcus Jones? Yeah. Why aren't we going to bring him up? Because if you look at his stretch, he's a winner. Yeah, because he didn't play last week. Ah, See, mine is it's no guarantee what the Patriots do. And it's oh, also like no that. guarantee that he'll be playing defense and offense going into next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an outlier. You yeah. can't plan on Bill Belichick's or anything that came out of this season. I'm with you on that 100%. Let's look at uh, who is your defensive line playoff MVP. This is a tough one because a lot of the DL guys fell flat at least one or two weeks out of the playoffs. Man, I mean, really what I wanted to go is the guy that we're going to talk about, which is a rookie in a little bit when it comes for that guy for the Rams, but that's just kind of a diehard situation for me it's got to be wilkinson i mean christian wilkinson of miami has just been a beast this year yeah consistent week to week adding sacks adding the tackles adding everything you want and the main thing is he did not take a big ass fat zero on any week that i remember of that's correct. That, especially during playoffs, he did not have any bad weeks. You know, he, he nine combined, six combined, five combined, six combined, a bunch of tackles for loss, couple sacks, three pass defenses. He showed up the entirety of playoffs. That's awesome. Heading into next year, how is he not a top three defensive tackle? Oh, he is for me. That's for sure. Yep. All right, defensive back. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go Petrie. I think that's who you got as well. 47 combined tackles in playoffs. That's more than 10 a game. I mean, can you really argue with that? No, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. All right, let's move on to waiver wire pickup of the year. Who we got, Gary, at linebacker? I get to go with Frank Louvu. I was a little bit confused or 
I was a little bit complex about the whole situation, but I want to give it to Frankie Louvu. And the reason I am is because he was completely under the radar at the beginning of the season where some other guys might've been a replacement that was announced or in team or in game, you know? So I'm really just going with Frankie Louvu without uh, revealing John Snick's pick. No, I, I like that pick because you're right. And it was under the radar. It, it even took us a few weeks to like even believe it. So yep. yeah, actually it just really realistically, I mean, the reason I'm, 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 handling this with kid gloves is because I know you didn't like that with Luvu at the beginning of the season. You realistically <laughs> did not like that. Just like I do, you know, you have those players, you got a gut feeling and sometimes shit happens. And it doesn't mean to me that Luvu is a sure lock for the future. But I do think that he's in a, uh, in a good situation heading into 2023. So I went with Zaire Franklin, who's really what Darius Shaq Leonard should have been this year, is what yeah. Zaire, Zaire Franklin was, right? Preach it, brother. 160 combined tackles and a ton of other stats. This guy did it all. And unlike Leonard, who cost you an arm and a leg, this guy cost you nothing. Yep. Oh, yeah. You, you can't beat that. And that's the only dividing line between Luva and Franklin for me is that Leonard got to start the season. So he was more of a late waiver wire pickup. Right. We kind of had the insinuation at the beginning that he would be a good waiver wire pickup. No idea that he was going to end up the way he was. And I think that's exactly the reason why Bobby Okariki is somewhere else next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, good call. All right, let's look at a defensive line. Who you got for waiver wire defensive line of the year? I mean, gosh, I got to stick to this whole same scenario and go with Dietrich Wise of the Patriots. And I can't believe I'm doing that, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're actually going to talk about a couple of these guys, you know, well, at least two. So, but when it comes to Dietrich Wise, he was another one that nobody knew anything about, including myself, including you, including anybody that would even have the inkling yeah. that Dietrich Wise was going to have the season that he's having right now. Yep, I'm with you on that because we'd never seen the Patriots even give that kind of playing time to a defensive lineman before on a consistent basis. And that was Wise all year. And I'm complex, man. I mean, what are you going to do about him next year? What are you doing this coming off season? Are you buying in or are you going elsewhere? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll worry about that in a few months. What are you doing? <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm going elsewhere because I don't believe it'll repeat. If it does, I'd rather get it on the rebound. Yeah, no doubt. It's Patriots. You can't trust it that much. I'm with you. So you're scared. So for uh, my waiver wire DL of the year, I went JJ Watt. Old man JJ finished strong. Ten and a half sacks with one week to go uh, in the final year of his career. And, man, I didn't think he had it in him, but he did, and he does. And uh, what a great way to finish it out. Oh, yeah, and he was a complete afterthought this past draft. You know, he was just a complete afterthought. I don't know. I mean, kudos to the man. Let's look at a, you know, defensive back. And it's funny. I think we got dueling sides of the same team. Who's your defensive back waiver wire of the year? 
I got to go with Jonathan Owens. I mean, just for the simple fact of what I've been talking about and preaching over and over is the fact nobody knew this guy and he ended up a top 10 in most formats right? amongst DBs. I know that we had a lot of problems towards the end of the year trusting him, but yet the production continued. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He cost nothing. No one even knew this guy existed, and he gave you a ton of points. So, yes, that's a good call. Uh, and I'm going to say Jalen Petrie again just, you know, because we, we've already talked about it. He's it's his deal. team. Yep. It's his team. It's the future. Yeah, I feel he, the same way about Brisker, to tell you the truth. If it wasn't for Sanborn up there in Chicago, I'd give the edge that way, you know. But when it really boils down to it, it's Petrie's team. Good call there. Let's look at worst ADP hit for linebacker, for, excuse me, for IDP this year. So a guy you had to pay a ton for that screwed you. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but let's start with linebacker. You've got Shaq Leonard. I've got TJ Watt. I think we it's covered ugly. both of these. Yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, I mean, how, how else do you cover that? Yep, yep. And uh, we both took Joey Bosa, so we agree there. That was the biggest, man, we got screwed on that pretty good. Well, maybe you did or some of our listeners if they didn't listen to us. But, yeah, Joey Bosa has been one of those guys you just kind of look at and see who's next in line. Yep. Drafting or thinking about Dynasty. Yep. And we both took Jamal Adams for defensive back, and we, we covered this a little bit earlier too. But it's it's isn't it crazy, man, how every offseason people convince themselves that He's going to be fine this year. And I'm scared because it's going to happen. You know, I mean, the dude's not that old yet. So he could literally come back, deplace Neil, come in, have a huge season, make us look like idiots, and that everybody's right where they were to begin with. Yep. Because he's not going to last. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'm out. And I believe you are too. Uh, all right, let's look at best ADP bargain for veterans. Uh, I'm going to go with Drew Tranquil because, as, you know, once again, he was undrafted in many league formats. Everyone thought Kenneth Murray was going to be the guy. And it even the year started that way. Murray was getting the snaps. Tranquil was not. But by about a month in, that had reversed and Tranquil just took off. I got to go with Anzalone and stick to that because the fact is he was the starter at the beginning of the season and he did continue with no doubt being the guy, no matter what, because nobody had any trust into this guy coming off of last year. We're all surprised he still had a job, but yet he was an LB one. Yes, sir. How about defensive line? Who is the best veteran ADP bargain for defensive line this year? Jack Seller of Miami, man. I mean, it it was kind of it was kind of iffy between him and Jack Allen for Arizona for me. Two Zacks in a sack, I guess you could say. But <laughs> they got it done, didn't they? They did. They did. You're right. This this guy actually had a really great year, kind of under the radar, and he was a great deal. Yeah, and an argument for Zach next year over Zach next year would be the fact that J.J. Watt's going to be gone and they need to fill that role, like, most seriously. Yeah, yeah, that, so that, that's probably Zach Allen you're talking about. But, yes, yep. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yep. All right, I, I took Josh Sweat. We talked about this already. I was, I know I was. I was scared shitless about that rotation, and I look like an idiot because I was way wrong. 
Nah, I don't think so, John. I don't think so. I, I think we should still be scared of this rotation. What he got done this year was with less than 60% of the snaps most of the time. You can't yeah. bet on that. You can't put odds on that, at least not yet. Yeah. Get ready for the new NFL IDP, folks. <laughs> How about defensive back? <clears throat> Excuse me. How about uh, defensive back? Who is your best veteran ADP bargain for defensive back this year? Rashawn Jenkins. I'm going to go with what we talked about earlier where I had John Johnson, John Johnson, and you had uh, Rashawn Jenkins. I'm just going to flip that on you. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he's he was great. And I'm going to take your Julian Love from earlier because he, he, also great, undrafted, because, you know, a lot of us mm. thought Xavier McKinney would be the guy, and we were wrong. It was Julian Love. He was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a terrible call on my part for McKinney. I mean, I was selling him for the last two years, and then last year happened, and he didn't get to play the entire year. Oh, I feel so bad. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. All righty. We're going to pick it up with best ADP bargain for rookies. So who were the best ADP bargains in your rookie drafts this year before the year linebacker who you got? You're talking redraft. So did anybody draft Jack Sanborn? No, no one did. Best rookie bargain draft. I had a hard time coming up with this one. So I'm just going to stick with Jackie San or Jack Sanborn just for the simple fact that he's a beast. And I love where this kid's going in the future. Yeah, he's a very bright future. Absolutely. I went with Malcolm Rodriguez. He did have a little bit of a spike due to the hard knocks stuff. But for those people that weren't even aware hard knocks existed, this guy literally no one knew who the hell this was. And he gave you a good production the first half of the year. So that was that was decent. All right, let's move on to best ADP bargain rookie draft defensive line. Oh, you got a name I've never seen before. Who is this guy? I got to dive deep and go with Kurt Hennish from the Titans. I mean, this guy was an unknown. He wasn't anywhere in anybody's rankings or anybody's ADP anywhere in the offseason. But if you look what he did for the Titans this year, this guy was kind of an Iron Man amongst their defensive line, and he produced. And I'm bringing him up in this rankings for the best ADP bargain because if you look at the other defensive tackles, they were shit comparably to this undrafted dude. That's true. Uh, rookie D tackles this year were horrendous. So yes. that, that, that's a good name right there. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau, um, you know, because he was going later in rookie drafts than Hutchinson. Hutchinson was the guy that everyone kind of knew was going to be good. Thibodeau was the wild card, and, and he ended up being okay. Yeah, he ended up. 
Uh, all right. Last but not least for ADP rookie bargain, DB, who you got? I'm going to go straight with Kirby Joseph. I mean, I'm just in love with this kid for some reason. And I think that uh, there's a possibility that we see him have a role coming in the near future, even with Tra Tracy Walker still under contract. But Elliot, the all-star of this defense, he is a free agent next year. Mm, yep. A lot of changes coming. I like that pick. I almost put that, but I'm going to go Petrie one more time because I got him in a bunch of my rookie drafts in the fifth or sixth round, and that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Jeez. <laughs> Going back to this Elliott situation, I, I want to ask you, I mean, this, this was a major breakout in IDP this year, and the only thing that could be comparable that would be Marcus Williams, which did not return after injury right? and do the same thing that, that Elliot did to a lesser level, I guess. But what do you do about Elliot? Do you think he gets paid? Do you think he's going to go somewhere else? Mm, I don't know, man. That's a tough situation. That that safety situation is all screwed up in, in Detroit. Um, if if I had him in Dynasty, I'd be fine trying to sell him while you can, while the strike, while the iron's hot. And I don't have any problem bringing this up for the fact that we know Detroit's defensive backs are hot commodities. So I agree with John. Tracy Walker, Kersey Joseph, Elliot. All of them are on sale because the simple fact is the NFL IDP defensive player pool is just full of shit. It's just <laughs> cool, right? I mean, you, you'll find these guys. We'll be right back where we were this year mentioning new names right, over again. Yep, that's true. That's true. At defensive back especially. Uh, and then linebacker after that. It it doesn't matter, right? Like, we'll find guys. They'll... they'll yep. Yeah. Yep. It'll be new defensive backs. It'll be new defensive rookies. It'll be the whole gauntlet. I mean, look at this year. Look at this list that we just went over, John. I do not think that if you asked me last year this time that I could have even repeated more than five of these names. Uh, yep. hundred percent. I'm with you, man. It's, it's always weird like this, but uh, especially this year. All right, so we're looking at rookie waiver wire pickups of the year. Linebacker, who you got? I'm not going Christian Harris. I'm going to go Jack <laughs> Sanborn. How's that? Yeah, bless his heart, Christian Harris. I mean, but the guy started out graded poor, and he's finishing up graded poor after all this time. But when it really comes down to Jack Sanborn, I, I, I'm a believer. Me too. And, and I think even though he got hurt, and even though you didn't have him for a good chunk of fantasy playoffs, it doesn't matter. In Dynasty, you get to hold on to this guy, and you got him for nothing. And he's going to be excellent next year and the year after that. And, uh, oh, man, beautiful deal. Yeah, yeah. And my uh, DL has to be Michael Hutch. Hotch. Hutch. Am I pronouncing that right? Oh, Jesus. I don't, dude, I don't know. On okay. this one. That's a right. last name. So I mentioned this guy a million times over the last few weeks, but this dude come in for Aaron Donald. Now it's, it's confusing whether he's an outside linebacker, defensive line, defensive tackle, or defensive end. It depends on what site you're on. Right. But what I'm going to tell you is this dude's been a real beast for a rookie out of Dayton, Ohio, Dayton flyers. Let me get some love over here, fellas. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, this guy's up my board. I can't imagine if Aaron Donald and this kid are on the same field next year. Oh yeah. I love it's, it. It's gonna be scary. I'm with you. He he when he came in for Donald, he turned it up. He's been great. Uh I, I like that pick. And if I was thinking more, I would have gone with that. I went with Kingsley Enegbare, I think, instead, because he was the Rashawn Gary replacement and gave you six good weeks for the price of nothing, and that ain't bad. No, not at all, especially when you're talking about those deep dynasty formats. Yes, sir. Let's close it up. Waiver Wire Rookie of the Year at defensive back. Who you got? I think his name or nickname might be C.J. Gardner. Oh, it's uh, Sauce Gardner. Hot Sauce Gardner. Something like that. I don't know. I'm terrible at <laughs> this, you know, putting name to names. I mean, realistically, I'm not normally going to pick a cornerback. Right. And John, I'm sure you had to be surprised when you seen that listed. Oh, yeah. He was undrafted. How is he not this year's number one defensive back? You know, in a lot of sites where you have cornerback designation, he's easily in the top five this year. So that's a great pick. Uh, I went with Kirby Joseph for the same reasons you gave. Uh, He came in and was ultra productive and didn't cost anything. Really good waiver wire rookie pickup. And if I got anything to add to that, to split those hairs there, I mean, it's just the fact that I'm looking at the IDP incentive where we both play and we know that there are a bunch of IDP guru degenerates. Yep. Gardner went undrafted. That's true. It took three weeks before he was picked up in that league. Good stuff. Let's close it out with worst ADP hit rookie in starting at linebacker. I'm going to go probably the same answer you have. Nicobe Dean, who a lot of people thought was just going to immediately start for the Eagles and be an LB one and be an immediate return on investment. And Jesus Christ, that did not happen. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was far from it. And as sad as it is, I still like this guy going in the next year. Kaiser yeah. White is a free agent. Right. Uh, so is TJ Edwards, whether or not we want to admit it. So we don't really know what's going to happen next year. It's going to be a clean slate. The Kobe Dean has that draft stock. That's true. That we're just talking about this year. So going forward, these guys will definitely have value, but just not not this year and not for what we paid for them. And we're going to look at worst ADP hit for rookies, moving on to defensive line. And we took the same guy. He's got a ridiculous name, George Karloftis. Why did you put him on here, Gary? I know why I did. Uh, it's just because I really don't like that elephant on Sesame Street. No, not whatsoever. <laughs> it's just, I mean, his hype was so high coming into the season. Yep. And realistically, in standard leagues, he ended up, what, a barely DL2? No, I don't even want to say that. He was probably more of a DL3 and DT2 if he's lucky. Yeah, true, true. So he gave you five and a half sacks on the season, and he played every single game and a good chunk every single game. And this guy was supposed to be the Frank Clark replacement, and Jesus, not even close. I mean, the future could be good, but this year was not it. I'm not too excited if he's the Frank Clark replacement either. This is Chris Jones's team. He's still young. So as long as he's in Kansas City, I'm not going anywhere else. Yes, sir. And last but not least, let's look at worst ADP hit rookies, defensive back. Who you got? 
Oh, I got to go with Lewisine. I mean, we kept saying his name over and over during the offseason last year. He just looked kind of like a sure shot. Of course, we knew about uh, Cannon Bynum, and we kept mentioning him. And lo and behold, this guy was going like two or three off the board in rookie drafts, and he's done. Yeah. Uh, that's a great call. If I had been thinking clearer, I would have gone with that as well. I um, I like your reasoning because you're right. We thought that that of all the safeties coming in as rookies, this is the guy that's got a starting spot and is guaranteed 100% of snaps, and it just never happened. Yeah. Excuse so, me if I say it, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. You know, I mean, realistically, uh, I got to give the edge of seat a little bit because he did not produce – where Kyle Hamilton was in the mix, he was just a higher ADP, I guess. No doubt. And you're right. You're right. Seen is the real answer. I put Kyle Hamilton just because, you know, the draft hype, the draft pedigree, the higher ADP, everyone just assumed, you know, a bunch of safeties no one's heard of in uh, Baltimore that he would be the guy. And it just it didn't happen. You know, he maxed out at 40, 50 percent of snaps and a few tackles a game. And that's it. That's all you got. And I'm really worried about him going in the next year. I mean, you still got Marcus Williams. Don't quote me. I do believe Chet Clark is a free agent. Uh, but realistically, what does that offer? Not that much when it comes to that second safety position within Baltimore. Good answer there. Good answer there. And that's it. That is our award show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back at this new time next week and going forward and we'll have a bunch of dynasty content what else what else are we doing this offseason gary oh my goodness i just can't wait to start talking about redraft i don't think people realize john that for the last couple of years there have been more redraft idp hits than there has in any other transactions throughout the year. And I'm talking about the rookie draft and I'm talking about trades or whatever the hell else you want to talk about. But we've had a lot of up newcomers or even veterans resurfacing because of the IDP free agency period. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, redraft is definitely popular. And, uh, that, you know, we're going to cover all of it. We got a long. Yeah, after that, it's just, yeah, after we'll that, here. it's just that shit that that rookie rookie talk and dynasty stuff i don't know man this has been a great show john i i don't know this season in in getting to know everybody around sgpn and man, what do you think i love it i'm ready for next year yeah yep it was a great experience we're not going anywhere we will be here um gary thank you for a good season and uh we're hey we'll be back next week see you later take care